Hi, welcome to this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You channel. I'm going to start out today, um, as I usually do, or as I have been doing recently, to say that this is a whosoever will channel. So if you are here and you want to be here, you are welcome here. Um, God is an inclusive God, always has been, always will be. And so we are inclusive. We who believe in God should always be inclusive. And so it doesn't matter where you are in your walk, in your life. If you desire to hear this content, if you desire to know more about God and to understand, um, at least based on my experience, what I have known, what I have seen, what I have heard, what I have been shown, what I have experienced, what I have observed, then you are more than welcome to be here. So thank you for giving us your time today or giving me your time and engaging in this dialogue. That being said, today I'm talking about equal opportunity in God. It's part of the Pivoting Out of Cursing into Blessing series. Equal opportunity in God from the Pivoting Out of Cursing into Blessing series. So let's get right to it. As we consider, so in our, all of our, I don't want to say trials and tribulations, although I think that's a fair statement, and all the challenges that we have as human beings, first and foremost, being um, born into a chronic condition called seriously in need of healing. We don't like to talk about that word sin. We're born in, everyone is born into it, just like we're born into atmospheric situations such as gravity, just like we're born into certain things. We're born into a set of principles. And what we have done is we've taken the concept of sin and we've made it personal. Now, it is personal, but it's not personal to one person or to one group of people. It is what I call the chronic disease of all humanity. And so anything that we do or have done to single out individuals regardless, then that is also a denial of the fact that we ourselves are also human, suffering from the same infirmity, the same affliction. And so even though down to the reason why we have to have these kinds of conversations is because we have been provided a way to live a life of love and peace and joy in spite of, because there has been a deliverance. There has been provision made for that, that brings healing and restoration. Our challenge is that we, we are more prone in some instances to think ourselves to be God than to actually believe in God himself, Father, Son, Spirit. Father in creation, Son in manifestation and demonstration, Holy Spirit in transformation. We are in and have been for uh, countless, let's just say, countless years, ever since Holy Spirit was poured out, we have been in what is called the season of Pentecost. So there are, just like I'm doing a series within a series, there are also seasons within seasons. Our lifetime is a season, but even within that, we have different seasons of life. A year, 365 or 66 days, depending on what, uh, whether it's leaf year or not, I think, um, has seasons within a year. So understanding that our lifetime is a season. But within those seasons, there are other seasons, and every season, every moment of our lives after a certain point 
is an opportunity for us to be transformed, is an opportunity for us to be better and do better and become more like Christ is that, since that's what we say we want. Those who have already confessed to be believers, and even those who have not, there's still an interest, there's still a curiosity that he's peaking. And so today I'm talking about equal opportunity in God. And we want to beat this, we want to make this everything but what it is. It's not political. It is the way it is. And I say that because too many of us in recent times have made politics our religion. And that's not, that's not what we're here for. It may be a part of the process. But we don't realize the degree to which we have allowed certain things to become something they can never be. Equal opportunity in God. One, understand that regardless of who you are and where you are, you have the exact same opportunity that I have. God ensured it. And I'm going to start by reading. Actually, I'm going to read from the scripture this morning. I mean, I know the scripture, but I'm actually going to read it. So, in, and, and I've, I've talked about on more than probably every segment in some way, shape, or form. We don't have an excuse, and I'll do a segment on that in the near future, about us not having an excuse to not do, uh, not become who, we, who God has created us to be. I'm, 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 my, 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 my mind is going faster than my lips can move, so if I'm tripping over my words a little bit, please forgive me and walk with me. That does not diminish the weight of the message. Equal opportunity is in God. I started this podcast out, and I start most of them out, the segments, by saying this is an inclusive podcast. Why? Because to say anything other than that, to act in any other way, is to say that God is not who he says he is. Not that I'm not who I say I am, or you're not who you say you are. God is. He is the Savior of the world. Who is the world? All of humanity. There is no world without humanity. So if that's the premise that we believe, that's God. We can try to slice it and dice it and mix it up any way we want to, but it doesn't change the fact that he is, the he is, represents unconditional love, which means each of us has the same opportunity to come to him and to believe. How do I know that? Because God provided himself. He always does. He not only gives us the instruction, he provides himself. He made a way. He gave us the instruction, and then he provides himself for the execution of that or for us to carry it out. The disciples said, Jesus, you can't leave us. He said, if I don't leave you, you can't get the helper, meaning you want to be like me. You want to follow me. In order for you to continue to follow me, you have to operate according to my spirit. How does that happen? I have to go so then the Father can send him. It's all principle. It's based on spiritual principles. It's based on covenant. It's if then. If I don't or if I do, then this is what happens. These things are set. They're set. They're not, I'm a good person and so this must happen. No, he, anything good is God. Anything good in us is a result of God. Not what we think or what we say. Equal opportunity, then, is originated by God the Father. 
It is manifested in and through his son who took on our sin on the cross. It wasn't crucifixion that proved him to be the son of God. It was the resurrection because there were other people being crucified at the same time. So we can't say it's just based on crucifixion, although it's the cross of Christ that we believe in. The resurrection is what made it possible for Holy Spirit to be poured out where he says, in order for my equal opportunity to all human beings to continue to uh, be manifest in the earth, then I have to send my spirit because nobody else knows how to do this. Nobody else has the capacity to do it. So let me tell you about two scriptures and why we don't have an excuse. We can make excuses, but they're not accepted in the courts of heaven. We can blame other people. But ultimately, all of that is going to come back to us because it, they, they don't exist and they're not acceptable in the court of heaven. So let's go to Hebrews eleven six. And so we're talking about, yes, certain principles, but understand that everything that God tells us to do, he's one, already made a way for, and two, already provided himself for. He, did, he made, the principle exists, he made a way, and then he sends himself by his spirit to lead us in the way, to get us there, to say, look, you don't have to live this way. Look, you don't have to live in, in, in despair. There's healing. There's restoration. There's love. There's peace. There's joy. There's all of those things that we claim to want but cannot seem to get ourselves together long enough individually because there is no collective without individual contribution. So what I'm telling you, I do. I don't speak out of both sides of my mouth. Anybody that knows me knows that. I had to learn that, but I also had to submit to allowing Holy Spirit, even now, to change some things about me Because growing up, in, in any, I'm not just talking about from childhood, growing up in the spirit is not light work. And it's not for the faint of heart. So you've got to be committed. You have to have your face set like flint toward the Lord. You have to choose him every day. You have to humble yourself. You have to repent. And then you pray. Turn from our own wicked ways instead of finding out who else's wicked ways you can expose. Because I promise you, every single time we do that, he's got something he's going to expose about you. That which is done in darkness must be revealed in the light. It doesn't matter whether it's good. That's a spiritual principle. So whatever is in our hearts, when we are trying to pick out other people's log and spec principle, that's what I call it. We are trying to tell somebody who they are, are and aren't and who they can't be, equal opportunity in God. We're trying, we, imperfect people who need just as much deliverance as anybody else, we're trying to tell somebody else why they can't be, why they should be. And generally, it's to the negative. In it, it, generally speaking, it's to their detriment. What we don't understand is that every time going, we're going from cursing to blessing, every time you speak something that is not like over someone else, that multiplies back to you. Every time we do that, that's why it says, no, it's time for us to pivot out of this. Pivot out of cursing into blessing. And, and every time I say it now, he's saying springboard. Springboard out of cursing into blessing. That is an indication of, it, of 
of urgency. That is an indication that we don't have time like we think we have time. That is an indication that on the back end of this, there is a move of God that we have not yet anticipated to bring a, a fresh breath, fresh wind, fresh oil, fresh fire. We're playing too much, as they say. You play too much. We play too much. Hebrews 11.6. So I'm reading from Hebrews 11.6, and then I'll go to uh, Ephesians 4.13. But I hope you hear me today. My job is not to... And when I say job, I mean that very seriously. My job in, in, in the Lord, my, I don't want to say mission or purpose because only he knows all of that. I know what my job is right now. I wouldn't be doing a podcast if it weren't for the Lord. And he's been telling me to do one for years. So um, my job in this is to share, to inform, to challenge. It is not to convince. And so those are not the kinds of I can implore, I can beg, I can uh, – you know, look, can you please do this? But at the end of the day, I can say what I know and I can say what I'm being compelled to say by the Spirit. But at the end of the day, guess what? You're not accountable to me. You're accountable to the Lord because what you do in private is on some level and at some level, depending on where he has you and what his plan is for your life, everything is going to be revealed. I might be the messenger per se, but guess what? When you, when you leave this podcast, what are you doing in your private time? What are you doing when no, no other human can see you? Because God is everywhere at the same time. He always sees. He knew, he knows, and he knew, and he's still knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. So we need to stop living our lives as if that isn't the truth. And if we don't believe that, then we need, what, what are we doing? We're not here for no reason. He says, my purposes aren't vain. I will cause everything to work together for your good. So he understands. He knew before we knew. He knew before we got here. He put Adam in the garden. Adam didn't plant the garden. He asked Adam to keep the garden, to protect it, to nurture it. We're still being asked to do the same thing today. Equal opportunity in God. Hebrews 11, 6. But, you read the whole scripture. You know how I talk about reading things in context. So please, at some point, Read the whole scripture. Read the whole Hebrews 11. Read all of Hebrews. Read all of the Bible, by the way. But today we're going to talk about Hebrews 11.6, but without faith. And this talks about, what I love about the scripture is that it gives us highlights of those that walked with God, those that believed and therefore walked with God, those that agreed and therefore walked with God. Who, if, you, if you don't agree, you can't walk. Two cannot walk together, except they agree. God is not forcing us to do anything. He is giving us the opportunity to agree with him. And when we agree with him, that's when the walk begins. And agreeing with him, just like in any good relationship, anything that is going to be productive and positive and loving and holy and righteous and peaceful and healing and restorative, 
any kind of relationship that operates like that, every every day, those people, the, the the people involved have to choose each other. We have to choose him every day. He's already chosen us. That's why we're called a chosen people. Those that believe under the New Testament, we all have the same opportunity. We always did. It just manifested differently to now in the New Testament where we all, it is evident that all have the same opportunity. The Bible also says, seek the Lord while he may be found, which means that opportunity, when when, when is that day? That day really, we think it's more of a time frame. God is eternal. So we think in more in terms of our time, and I'm going to get back to the scripture in just a second. We think in terms of our time. Like, well, when is that day? When is that day? Well, we don't know. We're born. The, the birth date comes with an expiration date. So he's in eternity. We are, we are in manifested eternity, which means at some point we're going to transition out of here back into eternity. But what is the state of our spirit and our souls? The body's going to fall off. The spirit and the soul will transition. What does that look like? So that day is that day. We try to figure it out from God's standpoint. He's like, no, you need to look at your own life. You need to consider that today these things need to happen. What are you doing today? Every single moment, every single day that we wake up, we have an opportunity in God, with God, regardless of where we are in our lives. After a certain point, because at some point we don't have the decision-making capacity to choose him. That's different. But at some point, we know, and we know full well what we're doing. We don't understand all the implications and the consequences, good or bad. But at some point, we know, and he knows when that point is. The question is, do we? But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that come to God, it says he in the King James, that is a reference to humanity. So human, he, uh, versus deity. It's not a gender reference. Doesn't mean that women cannot. Doesn't mean that we don't have the same opportunity. He's an equal opportunity God. Everybody needs to understand that. Everybody. We all have the same opportunity in Him through by through Christ by the power of Holy Spirit coming through Christ. We all have the same opportunity. For he that comes to God must believe that He is He He God is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Okay, so to the, to the point that I typically share, God has provided himself every step of the way. He provided for Adam. Adam was the one that disobeyed, but God already provided for that. Because Christ was crucified, or he was, he was the lamb slain before he ever manifested in the earth. So when I talk to you about we are spirit first, understand that things are taking place in the spirit that are just manifesting here. We are in manifested eternity. What happens in the spirit manifests here. On earth as it is in heaven. That's, that, is, that is a prime statement of manifestation. I'm not talking about in the new age kind of way. I'm talking about the fact that what is said by God and God spoke and there was. Right? God breathed and Adam became. We'll talk more about that another time. 
So without faith, he's saying, and, and listen, so we go and we, we, out of context, we'll say, well, I need faith. I have faith. No. <laughs> he's already done it. So let's go to out of Hebrews 11, 6, where it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He's already told us. this. That's the principle. That's not an opinion. That's not based on how you look, where you came from, how much money. Without faith, humans, it's impossible. He's telling you. Then he says, we're going to go to, uh, what is it, Ephesians 4.13. So, if you don't have any other scriptures to prove this, which you have a lot of them, whether you know it or not, but if you take Hebrews 11.6, then go to Ephesians 4.13. Till we all come into, again, read the whole Ephesians 14, four, uh, Ephesians 4. Read all of Ephesians. Read all of the Bible. Till we all come in the unity of faith, Ephesians 4.13, equal opportunity in God. And of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man or perfect person, perfect human, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is another scripture that says, he's given each of us, hang on a second, a measure of faith. A measure of faith. Meaning, that what we need to believe, what we need to believe in him, he's also given us. So when we talk about these things, oh, God is this or God is that, stop pontificating. We're not God. We're imperfect. We were born into sin, seriously in need of healing. So we can't think straight if we try. We can ask the Lord to correct, make the crooked places straight. We can ask him to help us align with him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why he says, I'm the way. Right? He's not saying we want to take it as some kind of competition. He's saying, I'm telling you, this is what it is. There is nobody that can or has provided for you the way that I have. You don't even have to do anything but believe. Now, trust me, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong about that. The faith walk is not a cakewalk. But he's saying, I've already, not only have I given you the instruction, I actually have done it so that there is a way, and then I'm going to send myself in spirit form to lead you in the way. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. In Romans, actually, I got my scriptures. I was on the wrong scripture. Romans 12, 3, he says, <laughs> for by the grace, this is Paul speaking, of course, Romans 12, 3, not Ephesians 4, 13, so that's a correction. Thank you for bearing with me in that. I hit the wrong um, I'm actually working from the computer. I, I usually don't, but I need to read these scriptures in, in, the, in the way I'm walking and I'm reading the scriptures. For I say through the grace given unto me to everyone that is among you, not to think of themselves more highly than they ought to think, but to think soberly, sober-minded, hum, humbly. 
think about yourself in a humble manner, not in an he who humbles, those who humble themselves will be exalted, not by your own efforts, even though it may look like that. The only power of exaltation is in the hand of God. But he says, according as God, but to think so soberly, understanding or according as, understanding that God has given every person the measure of faith, equal opportunity in God. All of us have it. He's the only one that knows what equality means. It doesn't mean what we think it means. We think we're giving somebody permission to be equal. We don't even know what equal looks like. We've never tried it. We've never succeeded in it. The only person who defines equality is God. So why aren't we looking to him if we really want that to happen? And I will also say that equality exists in this opportunity, but equality may not manifest the same because he made each of us unique. But he's always said everyone should have enough for what they need. He's always said that. So we have no excuse. Doesn't mean you and I are going to have the exact same things. That's not equality. Equality is we have the same opportunity and access to the same things. Now, how it manifests in our lives is going to be different according not just to the measure of faith, but according to the call and the purpose and the mission. So we're intervening here. We are attempting to intervene with spiritual principles that cannot be changed. They're immutable. But God says, no, I've always been equal. I've always talked about equal opportunity. I am the God of equal. I'm also the God of equity. I'm the God of love. I'm the God of peace. I'm the God of joy. These are all things we say we want, and yet we don't want to believe God long enough to get them. He says, not only am I telling you, so we, we get stuck right here. Well, he said it's impossible to please him. So I'm going, I, I, I don't believe that. Why is it just him? Because he's the only one that can do it. That is a state that is a spiritual principle. So he goes beyond that. And he says, yes, I'm giving you this, the instruction, but do you, do you not see that, that I've also given you myself? every step of the way to make this happen? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And Paul comes back and confirms, and he says, well, God's the one that gave you the measure of faith. So even in our unbelief, even in our disbelief, even in our rejection of God, we are using the measure of faith he gave us to do it. That's why when I talk about accountability, I'm not talking about somebody's opinion. I'm not talking about my opinion, your opinion, or anybody else's opinion. I'm telling you the principle that is in place that none of us can change individually or collectively. The principle will stand even if we manipulate it or attempt to manipulate it. At the end of the day, when we transition out of here, spirit and soul, the body will fall, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The accountability is to the principle. Well, what did you do with that measure of faith, Michelle? <laughs> what did you do with your measure, Michelle? What did you use your measure of faith for? See, and part of us wants to keep God 
afar off, in, in, in all of us, at some point in our lives and in our walks, we want to keep God afar off because we think that means that he's still not present, that we can say, oh, God's out there, so he doesn't care about what we do. Okay, let me know how that works for you. We can't change. We cannot change who God is. We're here because of who he is. But he loves us enough to say, you know what? I created you with free choice. I'm not going to violate that. So I'm going to honor what you do. So if you want to think I'm not here, I'm not here. If you want to think whatever it is you want to think, and this apply equal opportunity to all of us, each, each and every one, all of humanity gets the same opportunity. Because that's the principle. God is not going to dishonor himself for us. Michelle, what did you do with your measure of faith? How'd you use it? Because, yes, I told you it was impossible to please me without faith. Then I, 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 I made you so that you have the measure of faith. You have the capacity to believe me. Faith and size is mustard seed. That's what he's talking about. That's the measure. He, he, he not only gave us the measure, he said it's just a mustard seed. That's all you, that's all you need. What people don't understand is as that seed is nurtured, it becomes a great harvest. That's, that's the principle. He says, but then I showed you what that looked like. And then I set myself. So all you have to do is just walk, obey, just follow the leading. So, so, so tell me again what you did with your measure when I've done everything. <laughs> Without faith, yes, it is impossible to please me, but I've already given you everything you need to please me. I've already given you everything you need. Equal opportunity. He's not just talking to me. Regardless of where you are in your life and in your walk, it doesn't matter. You're not accountable to me as far as this is concerned. I'm sharing with you, hopefully challenging you, but I'm also encouraging you. David said, if I go into heaven, you are there. If I descend into hell, you're there. He said, you're all over the place. I don't care how much I try to hide. That was actually, that was one of the first. I thought I was born again, and then I really got born again. Or I thought I believed, and then I really started believing. And that was one of the first, Lord. He said, Michelle, where, where are you trying to hide from? You know I'm everywhere, right? So we can try to console ourselves with these ideas. That God is far off and he doesn't care and he doesn't exist. But it doesn't change the principle. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, which means he's there. Two, that he gave us the measure of faith to believe him. So if we try to say we don't, we don't know how to please him, then we're saying, telling God that he didn't do what he said he did. And, and we don't know. It's all faith. That's where the humbling and the repentance comes in. The turning from our own personal evil ways, not trying to point out somebody else's and expose them at levels that we would never want to be exposed at. But that's what we do because we want to manipulate the situation for our advantage down here. And we don't understand that the greatest advantage ever we've already been given. We just don't know how to walk in that. We just don't know how to walk in it. Equal opportunity in God. 
And we'll talk more about equal opportunity within this springboarding now. Not, we're not just pivoting. <laughs> what I have in my spirit right now is we're springboarding out of cursing. So we've, even in the past few segments, we've, we've gone from pivoting into springboarding. That action has more velocity in it. It, 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 it uh, takes all of us to springboard out of cursing into blessing. He says, this is where the life is. But we all have the equal opportunity, and I, I, I need us to understand that. I need us to understand that. You have the same opportunity that I do. We, we, we all have the opportunity not just to access, but to access in the same way and to receive the power by which we are going to walk, which is the leading of the Spirit of God. I love you. I agape you. I bless you. I appreciate you for sharing part of your time today that the Lord has given each and every one of us. His mercy is new every morning. And with every morning comes the grace to step into whatever aspect of relationship with God you're in or want to be. Just understand that it is a process. He's not going to dishonor himself for any of us. What he said is what he said. We want to proclaim it. Well, the proclamation is truly only from God because we know how wishy-washy and fickle we can be. God is not wishy-washy and fickle. What he says is what he said. And we can't change that. So be blessed today. I bless you and your entire household, all of your family members, wherever they might be. Our role as believers is to be available to the Lord for him to bless all the families of the earth, all of humanity. He wants to know his love, to experience his love, his grace, his peace. Will there be challenges? You better believe it. But don't confuse challenge with condemnation. Don't confuse challenge with exclusion. He never said any of those things. In fact, in Romans 8, 1, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Why? Because he's done it. He's taken care of it. He's made it so that that shouldn't be happening. God the Father in creation, the Son in manifestation and demonstration, Holy Spirit, that's where we are now. Ever since the day of Pentecost, we should be living Pentecost, not just celebrating it, which means we are led of the Spirit. That's why we have miracles or supposed to have miracles and signs following. We're not supposed to necessarily see the miracles. We are to be the miracles. But I bless you, and I encourage you, and I challenge you. I appreciate you. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.